We were told you may have been coerced into a sex ring. Welcome to our second episode of Exploit It This Week, the show where we talk about exploitation and cult films. I'm Alexis Jowski. I'm 76.3% certain this is one of the uh, podcasts you listen to. Yeah. I'm Kevin Daly. And this time we're watching Android Cop 2014, directed by Mark Atkins. Los Angeles, 2045. future of law enforcement. I want you to meet your new partner. Has arrived. Advanced autonomous artificial intelligence neural net law enforcement droid. I'll just call you Andy. You see my partner here? He doesn't give a damn about you. That woman they are after. She is trying to destroy me. Starring Michael Jai White and Charles S. Dutton. And this is our first film from The Asylum? Yes, somehow. Yeah, definitely not our last. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're just an exploitation powerhouse. Yep. Uh, director Mark Atkins almost exclusively directed for The Asylum. Uh, he did mockbusters such as Princess of Mars, <laughs> Battle of Los Angeles, Alien Origin, and of course, Shark Movies. That's a standard of The Asylum. Yes, it is. Sand Sharks, Planet of the Sharks, Empire of the Sharks, and Six-Headed Shark Attack. All of There's, those are movies we need. <laughs> yeah, there are so many shark movies. Oh, yeah. We get to a, it's, kind of, it's kind of ridiculous how many shark movies there are. We do a podcast of just shark movies. Just shark movies. That's not a joke. Yeah. So this is starring Michael Jai White as Officer Hammond. We've seen him before. Yep, in 2021's Black Friday. And it's yeah, because of that movie that we ch chose this one. And he's pretty good here. <laughs> he's good here. Because we liked him in Black Friday, and we were like, we should do another Michael Jai White film. Hey, look, he's in this Android Cop movie. Let's do that. Yeah, we uh, we were surprised you hadn't seen him prior, honestly. Yeah, given his filmography. Yeah. And this time we get to see him in a starring role, because... He gets killed off pretty early in Black Friday. Yeah, even though he's a cool character, he does he does not make it yeah. very long. Then we have Randy Wayne as Andy the Android Cop. Um, he's an actor and producer for lots of movies, none of which I've seen, although I wish they were, because he, he's a rather good-looking man. He's a nebbish Android Cop. He is. And he's very good at not blinking. Oh, he is. He nails the uh, deadpan robo-voice here. A uh, majority of his work is TV movie, which means things like sci-fi originals and such. So before we get into the movie, you can find more of our episodes at exploititpodcast.com, 
Uh, subscribe to us and follow us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Give us a, a rating, a review, a, a robot emoji. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Exploit Podcast or on Twitter at Podcast Exploit. You can also join our Exploit It Discord. The link is on the website or just go on Discord and search for Exploit It or contact us at ExploitedPodcast at gmail.com. So this movie, which surprisingly is a is a fun buddy cop movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh not really Robocop. No. It's a Robocop ripoff. It's came out when that Robocop remake did and it was totally catching in on it. Nothing at all like Robocop. Nope. We jump right into an ass looking Los Angeles two thousand thirty seven zone twelve, whatever that means. Um and we get the Asylum presents Android Cop. And we get Michael Jai White as Hammond with his partner, Blank. I never got his name until later. Yep. Um, but later he comes back with a different name. Yep. And they're like, oh man, Beverly Hills, this place sucks. They're going through like the apocalypse ruins here. Then Hammond's like, oh, you should have seen it before the quake. Har har. <laughs> and uh, we get a call and the, 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 the chief is like, what are you guys doing in the zone? There's action coming your way. Dex Muldoon. Which, two things here. First of all, the zone. We were told this was zone 12. So it's one of many zones. Why is this the zone? Maybe it's the most zone of zones. Yeah. Prime zone. And Dex Muldoon sounds like he's going to be our, our total bad guy. That is yep. your, your big bad name there. Sounds like it, however. Yeah. And so they go on... um. They go up on some face-covered dudes doing shady gun stuff in a pickup, and, and a firefight starts. We get one of those bad CGI explosions the Asylum is so known for. Yeah, there's some there's some lackluster CGI here, for sure. Yeah. And uh, we, we get to see Dex fleeing from the scene, you know, through these, uh, like, machine guns. Yep. Which, they turn them off for a sec, but Dex is like, Ha ha ha, you're dead! And turns the guns back on, and Hammond's partner gets absolutely shredded. Yeah, he gets completely wrecked. Yeah, and Dex escapes, and it's kind of like, I'll get you next time, Gadget! I mean, you really get the impression that this whole thing is like Dex is their arch enemy that they're going to be fighting throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Which, spoiler alert, it's not. Nope. <laughs> I mean, we get, we get to see him later, but <laughs> he's not the big bad. He is not. And then we get some time later, I suppose. Uh, we get, it's just a regular overhead shot of downtown Los Angeles, yep. but with this ass CGI future helicopter zooming around. And it's this drop team that's going into the zone, and Hammond's there, and everyone's talking shit on the zone, like, who the hell would want to live in that, that terrible place? Hammond's like, well, some of the people there don't have a choice. And my note there just says, sociology! Who the hell would want to live there? Do the math. It's like Club Med for criminals. Well, some of the people there don't have a choice. Yep. Because we're talking uh, income disparity. This actually becomes a theme of the movie, too. Yeah. This movie actually does have themes, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. And so they're after Dex Muldoon, who's like in charge of all the drug trade. And they set up like their little home base. Then they start their sweep. And we see, we get techno babble a bit, but oh, it's... Yeah. It's not that bad. I actually think this movie does a pretty good job of extrapolating 
like future technology. Yeah. It's not like super high tech, but it's a little more high tech. And there is world building, and it, but it's not over your head, you know, beating you up. Yeah. Because they, they come across some sickly-ass dude with tubes, and Hammond is like, oh, he's got gen mods because of the radiation poisoning here in the zone. You spend yeah. too much time here, you get all fucked up like, like this fellow here. And uh, so Hammond explains to the these guys, like, hey, we just want to pass through. We'll get you anything you want. And they're like... Well, we want iodine and medicine and scotch and and three me- cases of Mexican Coca-Cola, which, you know, the one with the real sugar. Yeah, which apparently is very hard to get this time in, in this this period, time period. Yeah, and th- but the guy says, hey, I'm joking about the Mexican Coca-Cola. And Hammond's like, okay, that's good. The rest of this, we got you. Okay, we'll get you this stuff. And they move on their way. And I'm like, this entire scene was pointless. Um, because they go onto this this building, they kick in a door, and there's this sickly ass looking grandma. Yep. And a really clever thing the way that they start this firefight here, because the old lady, she got a fake arm. Yeah, she does. That's that's strapped into this chair, so she's moving a real arm behind her to pull out a gun and get up. And we get Michael J. White, J. White in a really good like fucking kung fu looking fist fight. Yeah, they really make use of his martial arts. Uh, yeah, in this movie. And then he runs out and he shoots dead uh, this big Vato. Yeah, all the gangsters in this movie look like generic gangster. Yeah, pretty much. Um, specific to their race. Yeah. So there's generic white gangster, generic Mexican gangster, generic black gangster that like all came from different movies. Like, Big Vato here, he walked right out of Blood In, Blood Out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they could all just be from the Warriors. Yeah, which I'll get to in a bit. Um, But this woman runs out and makes her escape while all of this is going on. And as they're chasing down Dex, their backup shows up and it's Android Cop. And it's just some dude with a very dark helmet and robot sound effects when he walks. And a robot <laughs> voice of like, drop your weapons. And some very heavy armor. Yeah, very heavy armor. But it's also kind of like a wimpy-ass robot voice. It's 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 a nebbish robot. It is, in fact, a nebbish robot. Dex gets the drop on Hammond and says his catchphrase of, You're dead! Not the most creative no. catchphrases. And then the android cop is like, Dex, Modun, you are under arrest. You know, it's like, oh, Well, I'm going to kill this police officer. He is already okay to kill. I will, uh, he is, he is collateral. Yeah. Dex Muldoon, you are under arrest. <laughs> you come any closer and I'll blow his brains out. Sergeant Hammond has been approved for destruction. This is non-negotiable. Put down your weapon. Who the hell is this guy? I have no idea. You have three choices. Surrender and live. Shoot Sergeant Hammond and die. Shoot me and die. Make a choice. Fuck you! Android cop fires a grenade that knocks down Dex Muldoon, and and Hammond is all pissed and starts yelling at Android cop. And Android cop's like, "There was a seventy-eight percent chance that you would live." Yeah, he obviously did some calculations, placed the grenade where it needed to be. And then, uh, Dex—he's still alive, but just long enough to to blow his brains out. Yeah. And Dex is like, oh my god, did nobody frisk him? And I'm like, 
When? You never had him in custody. <laughs> he had a gun on you and then he flew away from a grenade. Who? When was somebody supposed to frisk him, Hammond? And then so Hammond talks to the android cop. He's like, oh, hey, Mr. Roboto. Did you scan him? Uh, because apparently android cops are a thing. Like, this isn't like some unexpected, like, what? A robot? Yeah, no, androids are, are part of this universe. However, autonomous androids are not really. Yeah, but he, he doesn't quite know that this one's autonomous yet. He just thinks he's right. programmed bad. Right. And then they, they hand Hammond the supplies for that deal he made with the guys. But the cops steal all the booze first. Because they're corrupt as fuck. Yeah. So Hammond goes back to the police station and he's talking to his chief. He's like, I need to make a complaint. I want to file a complaint against the android cop, that that psychopathic soda machine. And his chief's like, oh, hey, I want you to meet your new partner, the android cop. Classic buddy buddy movie. Yeah. Stuff there? This is, yeah, this is like every buddy cop movie. They okay. they, they meet and they're not happy. Pair with the person they hate. Paired with the person that hates them, they, they hate. Yeah. And uh, Android Cop is actually his previous partner that was gunned down. And yeah. he, he looks weird because he's just this tiny little dude in heavy armor. Yeah, he's, uh, he's well, as you said, he's a bit nebbish. Yeah, so you have his little nebbish head on this big fucking robot body, and it looks awkward the whole movie. It's a little odd, yeah. And then the chief is like, you know, like, hey, look, look, I, I know you don't like having a robot partner, but, you know, they they want to make this the norm, and it's up to you to report on how well the android cop does, you know, determine if it's future, are they going to keep humans on the payroll, like, hint, yeah. hint. Yeah. And he introduces him as um, Advanced Autonomous Artificial Intelligence Neural Net Law Enforcement Droid. I won. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, um, that's not. I, I looked at that as an acronym. I'm like, no, no, no that's that'd be ah, inland. <laughs> that makes no sense. So Hammond's like, I ain't saying that shit. I'm gonna call you Andy. And he's like, or you can call me Officer One. Nope, I'm calling you Andy. Andy. Yep. <laughs> you know, how do you do? Do what? And he's like, and this fucking thing's gonna be interacting with the public. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And so they go out on their their first patrol. It's so buddy cop. It is. It's it's so classic buddy cop. And a Andy is like, we were assigned together because of a high compatibility factor. <laughs> and the other cops are like, is, is your robo partner working for IA? Yeah, because, again, corrupt as fuck. Yeah, so their first call is somebody's on an apartment building, like, thinking of jumping off. I wish you would step back from the ledge. Yeah, this is this is the kind of job that takes tact, you know, to talk perfect someone down. For, perfect job for the uh, crazy uh, loner cop and the robot. Yeah, the robot's like, let me talk to him. Him's like, no, hell no, he's suicidal. How's he gonna feel when we send a robot to talk to him? He's gonna get really fucking pissed. I know I would. Like, what no, if you? It depends on, on the robot. In, th in this case, yeah, it might might be a bit uh, bit much. Like, what if you uh were suicidal and you used one of those uh you you, you called a helpline? Yeah. And they're like, "Hello, this is the AI <laughs> therapy bot. Are you feeling suicidal?" And you'd be pretty pretty upset, wouldn't you? I, I might I might be a little upset. That might that might be a little bit impersonal. 
And so Hammond goes out and he's like, hey, guy, are you an organ donor? Uh, you should donate your organs. So we'll get a guy out here right now to harvest your organs out of your body, like right here on the roof. And <laughs> he's just giving, disrespecting his wishes. Yeah. And the, the Andy comes up and he's like, we can go now. Apparently he made Andy's girlfriend text him. And then yeah. he, he actually texted both of them to, quote, restore their pair bonding. <laughs> yeah. He pretended to be both of them. Yeah. And and, and just catfished each other <laughs> to fix the Beautiful. relationship. Beautiful. And Hammond's like, well, how how's that going to work out when they find out that they didn't send these texts? And he's <laughs> like, the longer it takes them to find out, the stronger their relationship will be. I am AI therapy bot. Hammond, however, he was legitimately offering euthanasia to this dude because it's legal. Yep. And he's like, hey, you want to die? I'll help you. And Andy's like, that's a that's a terrible thing. Yeah. So then they get their next call. Their chief's like, I got a kidnapping case for you. We We got to keep a low profile. And he's like, a low profile? That's why you're sending me around with this 400-pound fucking robot? Yeah. Very, very low profile. It's like, okay, well, you've been personally requested by the mayor's office because it's the mayor's daughter that was kidnapped. But, oh, there's more to it than that. She's not, like, really kidnapped. This is actually a fascinating thing. Yeah, so th now we get some really interesting world building. Because the mayor's daughter is there. She's just in a coma and hooked up to, like, a telepresence robot. That there's she, an android out yeah, there. She's, they, yeah, she's occupying the body of a robot. Yeah, like her consciousness is in the robot, and she remotely—it's—it's it's very interesting. It's like Avatar, but robot. Yeah. And they're like, "But she's not aware in her own she, that she, that isn't her own body." So basically, yeah. there's an android that thinks it's a human, right? Because um, she got into some sort of accident, Which, and they managed to put her into this coma. Yeah. But now she doesn't remember not being this this person. Yeah. So, basically, the, she's kind of a replicant from Blade Runner in that she's an android that doesn't know it's a it's an android. Yeah. You know, it dreams of electric sheep. and Yep. And they're like, you just gotta go. We, we've lost, we don't know where her robot body is. It's somewhere in the zone. You just gotta go get it and bring it back here. But, but don't let her know it's her. Right. And they're like, well, what happened? What was her accident? Not relevant. Mayor doesn't want you to know. And, uh. Apparently, she's an activist that joins up with different ideological crusades and does not get along with her father. Right. And then uh, they're like, well, what, you know, where can we find her? And I like where he's like, no offense, Andy, but you know what people do with androids. <laughs> and he's like, manual labor, soldiers, domestics, sex slaves. Yep. He, he's aware of the, the, realism, the realistic, uh, you know. Yeah. Issues with the, with the androids. He's like, I've seen Westworld. Yep. You've seen that show? I saw the movies. Or uh -oh. the movie, I guess. The Yul Brenner movie. I've not actually seen the show. Okay. So imagine the movie, only everybody also fucks the robots. <laughs> that was implied in the uh, in the movie, but yeah. Oh, it's blatant <laughs> as hell in the show. Every episode has... A good 20 minutes worth of robo-fucking. That's Jeez, the like, whole reason people go to Westworld, 
is to yeah, like, I mean, it makes sense. It's to rape robots. Yeah, yeah. And that's part of yeah. what starts their revolution because they're like, the fuck? Our whole purpose is to be raped and murdered every- multiple times a day? What is my purpose? Oh my god. But anyway, so there is a second here where Andy has like a kind of clicks with the, the robo maid. Yep. Well, not maid, it's the nurse. Yeah, robo. She's an android, but she's not an autonomous android. Like, uh, like some. Mm-hmm. And at first I thought that it was like, oh, is this a love interest? Do, do, do androids fall in electric love? Uh, I mean, in Blade Runner, they do. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, we could go check underground markets for, you know, android sex slaves. But Hammond's like, no, I know a guy. Um, and so they meet this guy, Porter, at a bar. And he's like, I've got a robo cop. I've got this android cop here who's going to look into your business and, and arrest you unless you tell me, you know, if you trafficked this woman. And Andy's like, no, I can't find any illegal activity or anything that warrants arrest. He's clean. And, so, you know, so he's threatening Porter and, you know, grabbing his, his collar, like, tell me where she is. Yep, traditional. I know, I know how you help people in and out of the zone. And Andy is like, are you looking for results or using this interaction as an outlet for your suppressed aggression? Press one. if you. Yeah, and um, so Andy's like, pulls him aside, he's like, this isn't working. And Hammond's like, oh, you, you want to play good cop, bad cop? Because you're playing mediocre cop now. <laughs> I did like that line. So Andy goes up to like, he plays good cop, but like, way too good cop. It's hilarious. Super nice cop. He's like, I'm sorry he roughed you up. Do you want to file charges? Oh, no, no. I can help you. You know, I can get him arrested right now for you if you'd like. No, no, it's fine. He hurt you. Let me arrest him for you. He's so friendly. Yeah. Please accept the apology of the police department for Officer Hammond. He is experiencing difficulties. Oh, yeah? Well, that's no excuse for roughing somebody up. Of course it isn't. Would you like to file charges? That, uh, isn't necessary. I'm equipped to accept verbal statements for filing charges. Look, I, uh, I don't want to file charges. Are you afraid he may retaliate? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> See, it's not my way. Okay? I, I don't file charges against cops. Uh-uh. Are you at all afraid of the police? Would you like to add that to your statement? No. God. Damn it, man! If you are threatened by the police, at any time, we can offer protection. I don't need protection. So Hammond starts fighting Andy, and Porter's like, Oh my god, you guys are fucking crazy! And apparently this is kind of like their plan, to make Porter panic enough so that he will call somebody. Yeah. You know, because they get thrown out of the bar and they're like, Aha, we did it. And yeah. they do a little synchronized curb hop together. Did you notice that? Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're tracking this call. We get to learn more about the zone. Yep. Um, that apparently there was some, like, fallout from something. And so that yeah, place is quarantined the, and radioactive. Yeah, some the, an earthquake caused some damage. But more importantly, uh, it destroyed some power plants. It had fusion reactors. And so there was a bunch of yeah. radiation leaks. So this is a whole quarantined area. But it's also where poor people live. And all the because, games hide out. Because that's capitalism. That's capitalism. 
So then we meet the shady cops. Yes. That are like, okay, they're on the moves. And that they're calling the gangsters like, hey, the, the guys that killed Dex are going to be in the zone. Wait for my signal. And it's like, you think you can switch the android into manual override when we need to? Yeah, we can do it. Okay, yeah. We have an evil plan here. Yep. Good old evil plans. Yeah, they explained their evil plan that, like, by the time Hammond and Andy get to their target, they're going to be 14 miles inside of the zone, and yep. they're they're going to have to warriors their way out. That's right. And kill every single gang along the way, therefore gang problem solved. Right, and when they fail, you know... It gives the police just cause to go in there and murder everybody. Do it anyway, so yeah. And the mayor's like, well, well that woman they're after, that's not my daughter. She's just some ro- crazy robot that's trying to kill me. Tell me again about this. Well, it's always been our goal to rid the zone of gang lords. Last week's raid was step one. This is step two. Once Officer Hammond and his partner acquire their targets, they'll be 14 miles into the zone. Due to the contamination, there's only one safe way out. Fortunately for us, that safe way leads them past each gang territory, one by one by one. It'll be kill to be killed. Now, the beauty of this, sir, is they'll be taking the gangs out for us, one by one. And if they should be taken out, then we'll be justified in going in for retaliation. It's a win-win, sir. But what if they make it back? (laughs) There's no chance of that happening, sir. That woman that they're after, that's not my daughter. Because apparently his his daughter is fighting for the unfortunate people stuck living inside the zone. Right. She's not working with the criminals who exploit the area. Right. Who exploit it. Exploit it. (laughs) Yeah. She said the thing. And so the mayor is proud of, like, shitty cop's evil plan. And it's like, the, the city needs more men like you, officer. Officer shitty corrupt backstabber, that's what they need. Yeah. I think they could use more android cops. Yes. Nebbish cute. Nebbish. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say nebbish android cops. Yeah. The, the the corrupt cops are like, we're the future of law enforcement. Ha ha high fives all around. <laughs> that's right. So back in the zone, Andy's like, we're five hundred meters of the signal, and they walk through an old west set. Yeah. You could tell that this is a, just a set that's used for an Old West. There's a saloon and a bank, and sometimes they make the mistake of shooting from the site, and you see just how flat these storefronts are. I'm like, th- that building is big enough to fit two people standing next to each other. What the hell? Is- this is a set. It's the most saddest looking set I've ever seen. That ever set. Yes, the most ever set. They're like, we're on official police business. Walking through this this set, and so they call the phone, but uh, they find out it's in the trash. And oh well, here comes, here comes the gangs. They're not as fashionable as the ones in the Warriors, though. No, no, they're kind of gangs. There's no theme to these gangs. Well, except for one little little later on. Yeah. And so they're like, we're being blocked. We have to do something. Um, I like when Hammond is like, you should have asked the wizard for a sense of humor. Yeah, uh, it's a Tin Man reference. And Android goes, who is the wizard? Does not know much pop culture stuff. 
Yep. And their car blows up in the asylum-style explosions. <laughs> and that's when they meet Helen Jacobs, the mayor's daughter. Or rather, her android avatar. <laughs> right. She's played by Brazilian actress Larissa Varetza, and at times her accent comes through. Yes, it can. It's definitely there. And they actually explain that she was sent to live in Brazil. Yeah, like when the earthquakes happened, he'd send her to Brazil. But then she had an accident in Brazil, and that's why she's coma doing the robo thing. So they, yeah, they they explain why she has a Brazilian accent. And I, it makes me wonder: is like, did they cast her because she had a Brazilian accent, or did they rewrite her backstory because she had a Brazilian accent? Good question. Yeah, and they're like, we're gonna escort you in, and she's like, you're the guys that are gonna need an escort. And, oh, Andy, being so tactful, just comes up and says, We were told you may have been coerced into a sex ring. <laughs> Very subtle. Yeah. Very subtle from, from Andy there. And so, uh, you know, then the shady cops are like, Oh, good, they found her, they found the target. And they call the gangs, they're like, Okay, do it, go, go kill them. They could totally throw in the DJ from the Warriors here. I was going to say Warriors style. Yeah. Because they get big shootout with these gangs. Um, they intimidate their way out because Andy's actually pretty badass when he's in a gunfight. Yeah, he's kind of invulnerable. And then uh, the buddy cops start squabbling about protocol, as buddy cops often do. And Helen's yep. like, hey guys, we, we got a bigger picture to worry about. Ah, good old buddy cop. Yep. And she takes him up to the hideout of good people. <laughs> Isn't it called Zion? No, no, that building they go to later has a name. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, 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 this is just some... This, this is just their hideout. Yeah, this is just some hovel. But this woman it has a baby, and it's like a super healthy baby. Well, everyone else is all, like, scarred. And yeah, Andy's not, like... Not a mutant. Yeah, they're like, well, you know, this doesn't make sense. You know, we're told it's radioactive. Everybody's mutated. How's this baby normal? And they're like, because there is no radiation. There's some poison being intentionally released that makes people sick, and that's why this baby's healthy. And that this is a death ghetto for poor people. Yep. Is that basically any undesirable part of society they just sent here and then poison this ghetto to kill everybody, and then they create this idea of radiation so people don't come snooping around. Right. And it makes all the land values in the rest of L.A. go up. But who owns that land? The mayor. Yep. And so they're like, ah, oh, we found the conspiracy. Okay, we got to put this woman in protective custody. Let's go up and call for an extraction. We got to find the biggest building in the area. And they head the way their way there. And we get some fucking road warrior looking gangs. Yeah, we do. They come up in their, their road warrior car. They got masks. They're, they come out of the wastelands. Uh, one of these motherfuckers has a minigun. Yeah, I don't know where he... That ammo's expensive, too. Yeah, they, they they just shoot up the whole Old West set. And Hammond's like, that was the weak gang? Yeah. <laughs> and they make it to that building, which is called Pueblo Muerta. Grammar's a bit off there. Yeah. It'd be Pueblo Muerto. Or Puebla Muerta. Meaning... Uh, <laughs> it's essentially town of death or city of death. Yeah. And uh, Pueblo Muerta sits on top of another set. Just rural Mexico town set. 
I've seen this set in a dozen other movies. Looks like a fucking Robert Rodriguez set. <laughs> There's like a old ass stone church with the fountain and these little like Pueblo buildings. This is not a part of LA at all. No. Well, it's a back lot. That's what that's the part of LA it is. Maybe maybe they're just in the area where there's the back lot. Yeah. And some dude in a spiked ass Mad Max vehicle comes up and uh the guy that they helped out during the raid at the beginning that I thought was pointless, he just kinda like stares down the Mad Max vehicle. But what were you gonna say? Oh, it's just I can't remember now. <laughs> but yeah. So the evil cops are like, ha ha ha, they're at the PM Tower, ha ha. Our evil plan is working. <laughs> and they're like, let's find a staircase in Pueblo Muerta. And they find a staircase that's just full of fucking dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Leftover scraps from an asylum zombie movie. <laughs> and cannibals, because yeah. that's part and parcel for our, our show. This building is inhabited by a cannibal gang. <laughs> And their leader is, like, all scarred up with some, like, fucking eye patch thing who's just shouting, Bring me their guts! You can keep the rest! Andy is like, I will kill the cannibals, you keep moving. And somehow during this firefight, he finds his helmet? Yeah. <laughs> that we saw him in in the beginning of the movie? Yeah, like, I don't know how he lost it. Yeah. He, just, he didn't even come to town with it. It's like, oh, wow, look, here's my helmet. And he puts it on. So he doesn't look as nebbish, I guess. Looking everywhere for that. I mean, in, in this sort of situation, it's a good idea to have a helmet. Let's, you know. Yeah, to protect his beautifully nebbish face. That's right. He he is a very nice looking, nice looking man. Yeah, he kills the leader of the cannibal gang off screen because we, we, you know, when Andy catches back up, we just see the door open and the cannibal leader's there, but he falls down dead, and Andy's behind him going, "Let us go." Yep. And so they make it to the roof of the Pueblo Merito. They're trying to connect to the cell towers. Helen is starting to look at her fucked up hand. Oh, yeah, because uh, she's got some combat damage. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be like metal under her skin is visible. But you could totally tell they just put like metal colored paint on top of her skin. Yeah. It doesn't look that convincing. They spent all their budget on the helicopter. Yeah, they did. Um, but Hammond is like, oh, hey, yeah, um, you found out you're a robot. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I kind of suspected for a while, but yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm thinking like, have you never like cut yourself? Yeah. Scraped your knee? I've been like, hey, why is there fucking metal under here? And she's like, you seen my body? They're like, yeah, we saw your body. Yeah, that's not me. This is me. They're like, yeah, we know. We know. This was established. I liked that, though. It's like. Yeah, I know who I am. Uh, I am I am the android. <laughs> Let's just uh, just appreciate her, her new situation. It's like, that person in the coma was me, and now this is me. Yeah. And I'm happy being me this way. So the evil cops arrive, and they're at their police chopper. And they're like, ha, 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 we've got, you know. Android cop, cop tells him, he's like, back away, you are sus. Yeah. Your micro-expressions. I was going to say, he can read facial expressions. Yeah, your micro-expressions reveal a hidden agenda. And um, so he's going to fight the cops off while uh, Helen and Hammond escape. But then they're like, the evil cop calls the order, initiate manual override. And fucking twist. Yeah. Hammond stops. He's the android they override. And he stops yeah. and pulls a gun out. 
We're surprised. I was not expecting that at all. Me either. I loved that twist. It's so Blade Runner because he doesn't even know he's an android. Yeah, he doesn't know he's an android either. Just like the girl didn't know before either. Yeah, and now he didn't know. He has no control over his body, and he's got this gun pulled out on Helen, and he's like, "Stop where you are! No, no, stop where you know." Yeah. Then Andy is like, "You are one of us, one of us. You are android cop." Yeah. I do like the the evil cops that are like, "His protocols are too deep." Real Hammond isn't letting go. Yeah, so they you get the backstory, uh, kind of as he remembers it, I guess. Yeah, the very beginning when his partner got shredded, so did he. So did he, yep. Yeah, and they saved him, they put him in a coma, and then they hooked him up to a basically the, the same thing that Helen is. Yep, he's a paraplegic, though he could, in theory, survive. Yeah, but he's also coma. Right. And, um... Uh, Apparently, uh, his partner, so far gone, they actually, like, rebuilt him from the ground up. Yeah. So, Andy's like, if you shoot him in the side of the head, it'll disable their controls. And she's like, I can't shoot this dude in the head. I love him. Uh, But it's okay. Hammond breaks out of it with, like, just screaming and willpower. Nat 20 20 on his will will save. It's fine. Yeah. And um, he's like, leave me. Helen's like, no, we finished this together. We're a robot gang, you, me, and Andy. Yep. Actually, yeah, I didn't even think about that. All three of them are, in fact, androids now. Yeah, and so they go outside, and this gang is like, we ain't fuck. take our road warrior car. We're not even going to fight you. Yep. And Hammond makes the connection that the the poison is in the food drops, because the mayor, like, regularly drops food off in here, and that's, that's how they're distributing the poison. And that they gotta get this, they gotta let the people know, they gotta get the media on this. And a evil cop contacts them to say, aha, I have plan. Yep. That we've, we've taken Hammond off of life support, and we're taking Helen off of life support. So now it's suddenly uh, crank. Yeah. And so uh, they're like, we have, to, we have to race to let the media know before we die, basically. And we have this big showdown along the Los Angeles River with the uh, the police chopper after them. Yeah. And then they finally arrive at, like, the top of some parking structure across the hospital. And the evil cop gives his villain monologue. I applaud your tenacity, officers, but sadly, this is where it ends. By my calculations, you've got under two minutes of life, Officer Hammond. Miss Jacobs. I'm not at liberty to comment on your status, but your father has prepared a glowing press release honoring your services to the unfortunates in his home. Hammond, I never liked you, but I hate to see a fellow officer go down. Even one as misguided as you. So give up now. We can work this out. You both don't have to die. It's kind of like I don't I didn't never liked you, but I hate to see a cop go down. You know, stop now, we can still save you. Yeah. But oh. then they, they speed up and Villankoff is like, hit them with everything and it's actually a really amazing stunt that they pull off here. Yeah. I mean there's a lot of CG to it. Yeah. But in theory it's a good sequence. It looks cool. 
Because they jumped the road warrior car off of the parking garage and crash it into the hospital. And as they're flying across, Andy jumps out of the car, lands onto the police helicopter and starts punching it and makes it crash. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> go, go get him, Andy. Yeah. I mean, we do get the goofy-ass Asylum CGI's, but it's still it's well done. It did, the goofy CGI did not remove me from the scene. No. Yeah. So Andy meets up with Helen's robo-nurse, and uh, meanwhile, Helen and Hammond, they, they share a kiss as they die together in the, the Road Warrior car. Yes. And Andy's there in time to save Helen's real body, though, but here comes the mayor with his goons, and who's like, Oh, Officer Robot, I want to thank you for saving my daughter. My deepest condolences for your partner. You may not have been aware of Helen's wishes. We just learned, like, just now we learned that she signed a DNR order. And we were well, he, fighting the courts. He said he fighting the court. Yeah. But they lost. We lost just now, and so we have to, we gotta put her down. Very, very conveniently lost just now. And, uh, Charles L. Stutton plays the mayor. Yes. Great job he does, too. Yep. He fucking a- sells this, this monologue here. Uh, he's a pretty good actor. He's yeah. Been around a lot of things. So they pull the plug to kill Helen, and then she wakes up just fine. And she's like, "Oh, hey, good morning, everybody." And the yeah, mayor- they were worried that uh, they said that they weren't sure if she was going to wake up if you you know pulled the plug on her. Well, yeah. And the mayor gets pissed now. He full one eighty. He's like, "You told me she wouldn't wake up. That she was going to die. Like, what? What did you do?" And uh, Andy explains, your nurse has been keeping her sedated and healthy. She's been healthy all along, just under sedation. And the mayor's like, bah, evil plan, poison people, kill my daughter, whatever. (laughs) Poison people, property. Yeah. Just all of the, the, the incriminating things I can say in one speech that gets recorded and broadcasted. Because Andy has the ability to do that. Yep, he's a he's an android cop. And then uh, the police chief comes in and to arrest him, and the mayor pulls out a gun to make his last stand. Starts to back down for a moment, and then he's like, "What the fuck did I do?" And just shoots his brains out. Yeah, I mean, there was that was not in, ending well for him, regardless. No. And then we get some time later, Officer Hammond is back, and still partnered with Andy, and they're they're headed out on their beat. Um, and it's a very interesting dialogue that they have here because, well, Android uh, Andy is like, your bios have been upgraded. We can operate with more equal terms. Hammond's like, we ain't equal. You know, I'm I'm like seventy two percent human framework or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, and you know, if if you're one eighth human, you are in fact a human. And I'm like, oh shit, this is like the whole Octoroon thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you were one-eighth black, you were considered all black for the purpose of slaveholding. Yeah. But he refers to himself as, like, I am a humadroidogen American. Let me explain it to you. My CPU's neural network was imprinted by my controller's, a human's, neural framework. That framework constitutes 70.236 of who I am. And as you know, if you are one-eighth of a human, then you are what? In fact, a human. What I am is a humadroidigan American. Get it straight. And I'm like, what the fuck is this weird-ass discussion of, 
of race and robots here. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a sub-theme throughout this whole movie about the second-class nature of uh, of androids in the society. Yeah, but it, especially since they, they are people. that That's the yeah. argument he's made. Androids are people. But hey, it's the witty banter that you get in a buddy cop. Like, they're friends now, but they're right. still going to be bantering with each other. That's right. Stay tuned for Robo Android Cop 2. I'd watch it. Where we bring Joe Pesci into the cast. No. I'm okay with this. No, that's what they did with Lethal Weapon. Oh, uh, that would make it even funnier. But I liked this one. This movie is so much better than it has any right to be. It's fun. It's actually interesting world building. The CGI isn't, like, the worst, especially for an asylum film. It's like they actually put some effort into this one. This is, um, you go into, like, a really sus restaurant that you know it's just going to be dog shit. In fact, you've had dog shit things from there before. Yeah, 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 and you're like, oh, I guess I'll have a coffee, and you're expecting just, like, instant coffee that's not even heated up or something. Yeah, just cold water poured over some ancient coffee grounds. And then they give you this coffee and, like, holy shit, this is good coffee, what the hell? This just shouldn't be this way. What what's going on? Yeah, it's funny because we used to discuss asylum films all the time way in in the way back times. Yeah, and it's like 2014. I'm like, did they get their shit together after I moved back to California? Yeah, because I um I was dreading this one and putting it off for a while, you know, the whole week. And then when I finally got down and watched, it was like, what the hell? Why is this good? Yeah, it's actually good. <laughs> Uh, I was like, I it was better than the creator. Yeah. Dealt with similar themes. Yeah, um, it's got tinges of Blade Runner, and you mentioned Bad Boys and Escape Bad from Boys. L.A. Escape from L.A. It's got the whole got to go into this place and retrieve the daughter who's you know a revolutionary with the corrupt father, and it's got, definitely got it's got shades of a little bit of uh, maybe a little Children of Men thrown in there kind of got that vibe with the mutant kids instead of like not being able to give birth oh we have a you know a birth that's like without malformation there's some interesting world building i yeah it's just it's good it shouldn't be as good as it is but it's good yeah this it's really good totally recommend it it's on tubi yeah so right i loved it um enjoy that uh next week is cheerleaders is our theme which it blends with other genres. It can be the sexploitation genre, or it could be a slasher genre. You know, cheerleaders are just a thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, screwball comedy. Yeah. It be a lot of things. But we're going to be watching the sexploitation screw comedy, The Cheerleaders, from 1973. Yep. That's, yep. And then we'll be watching another movie featuring cheerleaders. So tune in for that. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night while Alexis dies. Yeah.